It's funny, I get thrown in the deep end from Isaac, who produces the podcast. We do the podcast, and then right before we're about to launch them, I actually completely forget to do the intro, and uh, Isaac's sitting there waiting because I haven't done the intro yet, and I'm last minute doing an intro for the for the next guest on the show, so I apologize, Isaac, because I'm late to the boat again. Um, but the next episode is with professional wakeboarder, James Windsor, uh, who's actually an LSKD ambassador and has been quite a quite for a long time now. From when it was LKI, that now we've you know transitioned to LSKD. James is an absolute legend. He's probably one of the most loved guys in that sport. He's just so friendly to everyone, and he's such a community-driven dude. He you know and has achieved so much at such a young age. You know, winning world titles, traveling the world as a teenager, to literally showing up you know, to his first event on his own and uh, hitching a ride or hitching a ride to the to the contest. Um, yeah, I won't say too much. It's a super cool story and, and, you know, the guy is still doing so well in the sport and giving back so much and, and you know, has achieved so much. It, you know, to think he's only in his early 20s is crazy. So hope you guys enjoy it and take a lot away and, uh, you know, get as much value as possible. So enjoy. <laughs> Where did um where did you just come back from, actually? Uh, I just come back from Latvia, uh, so I was in the Baltic over there in Europe. In Europe? Yeah. Yeah, cool. How long were you there for? Um, I was there for about a week, um, but before that, I had two and a half months traveling all around Europe. So yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. How long we like? How long did you spend in Europe recently? Um, well, I started my trip off in uh, Lithuania and about two and a half months ago. I uh, started the season a lot later than normal. Yeah. Um, had a shoulder injury and uh, it was good to come back stronger and feeling fitter for the season, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and you spent a, like a lot of time over there. How many countries have you traveled to so far and flights? Like, how long, what, like what have you... Um, so far... You told me it was a shitload, so... (laughs) Yeah, just in the last, uh, two and a half months, I did 14 countries, 20 cities and 24 flights, so pretty busy. (laughs) Yeah, shit, that's a lot. And, and you're about to get on a plane again, Friday? Uh, Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Heading off to Barcelona. Cool, and how many flights, countries, cities? (laughs) What's the plan? Uh, we're gonna spend a couple of days, get over the jet lag in Barcelona. Not a bad place to spend some time, and then uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, drive to the south of France, competing in a uh, contest, King of Tricks. I competed there last year, had a blast, so I want to go back again. Yeah. Um, then heading over to the other side of uh, Spain to open up, or they just opened a new cable park there, and gonna go check it out and ride with a few friends over there. Looks epic, so I'm super pumped to check it out, and then flying over to Mexico for three weeks and I've never been there before so don't know what to expect that's cool <laughs> living the dream Windsor living the dream <laughs> and uh I mean thanks for coming on the show bro uh you know we've known each other for quite a while now um James Windsor's a professional wakeboarder cable rider and travels the world competing uh how old are you now yeah, I'm 23 23 yeah that's cool and um what's a day in the life of a professional wakeboarder how do, how do, what's your schedule when you are competing and when you're traveling the world? What's a day in the life of Windsor? Um, well, just wake up, always get some coffee, a big fan of some coffee, and yeah. Uh, just, yeah, 
pretty much go to the cable park, wakeboard for a couple of hours, film, um, then hang out with a bunch of my mates. We usually go skate in the afternoon and then, yeah, just skate around the city, see what the night likes life and... Uh, oh. Sorry. The nightlife, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> and what um, do you do? You stay at the cable parks? Like, do you live on the cable park when you're there? Do they like? Because I mean, wakeboarding is huge in the UK, isn't it? Like in Europe, as yeah, well. Europe it's it's a lot bigger than in Australia, obviously, because they don't have the like surfing or the beach pretty much, and uh, yeah, so their water sports is all done in lakes. So skiing is uh, was really big, and then obviously it's evolved into wakeboarding, and that's why cable parks have just popped up and they're just blowing up in Europe pretty much. So they have over 90 full sizes in Germany. They have 120 in France. They have 87 in um, in Italy. And, uh, yeah, we have eight in Australia. So <laughs> Yeah, that's why you spend a lot of time over there because the sport's huge over there. Yeah, it's definitely a lot bigger. Just um, You were telling me it's one of the biggest sports in one of the countries before? Yeah, I was. Uh, this is my... F- oh, like just a trip i just went on it was the first time in uh, lithuania yeah and i got there and i was just so surprised like how big wakeboarding was like the first sport they have is basketball and second is wakeboarding and that yeah, was wow. just mind-blowing to me like people stopping you in the street and you're saying you're on the side of cars <laughs> yeah like i was on main radio station there and just uh yeah seeing billboards just full of wakeboarding and i was just like well what's going yeah, on you don't see that in australia <laughs> not at all so uh what's the population there do you know I'm not too sure. sure. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. That's cool. And I think that's probably, you know, Australia, there's, you know, there's a lot less cable parks. It's still a big sport, but overseas, it's the same when we're talking to Darcy Ward for Speedway, like people don't realize how big it is over there. And I suppose the population, it's crazy over there how big it is. And you travel like the amount of, I suppose, for your career and opportunity, that's why you spend so much time there too. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Last year I based myself, um, in Barcelona and uh, it just made it so much easier than traveling back home every time because every two weeks there'll be a different comp somewhere different in Europe and uh, yeah. Yeah, it just made no sense to fly all the way home and then fly Must back. And how many contests a year do you do, like major um, contests? Just trying, to, at the moment I'm just trying to do the major ones, so I'm doing about six but in the years before, like in the previous years, I've, uh, yeah, I used to do like 18 to 20 contests but it just got a bit full on so... Just try stick to the major contests and uh, then just go have fun and ride at other cable parks, do um, some appearances, some grom camps. And yeah, uh, you were saying before, like you do a lot of camps, a lot of coaching, like you help a lot of the next generation. Yeah, it's uh, I love it. Like uh, the feeling you get of teaching someone a new trick and um, how seeing how stoked they are, and you just remembering like when you learned that trick and how pumped you were. Yeah, so cool to just see like be able to tell them something simple and they get it first go and then you just yeah that's I'm, so cool i'm and pumped off that how vibe. many kids would you coach a year like would you help to to learn new tricks a year when you're traveling the world oh over uh, hundreds of kids like yeah. uh, one weekend coached like 20 to 30 kids um over the two days we do like a three-hour camp or a four-hour camp and um yeah it's it's super cool just to ride with them and see how stoked they are to that's ride rad. with you that's cool <laughs> That's uh yeah, that's really cool. And giving back to the sport as well and it's helping you create a career out of it as well. Yeah. That's dope. Hey, uh so I mean, twenty three, you've been wakeboarding for quite a while. How how did you get into the sport? Because you used to race motocross too. You come from I mean, that's how I know you from <laughs> motocross. Yeah. Uh, and then you got into it quite young. So I mean, you've you've done you know, you've achieved some massive contest wins, world championships. How did you get into this sport? Well, tell us um, the backstory, Windsor. <laughs> well, uh, it all started was um, 
just race motocross every weekend. My dad started working away, so he couldn't take us racing. So um, we just ride when we can. And then um, I just wanted to do like find something that I can do every day after school. Or uh, so um, my school group we started. Uh, we went out in a school group and um, just went kneeboarding. Yeah. And I was just hopped on, got to the first corner, made it around. Um, second time and then I was just like oh that's pretty fun I want to go back on the weekend so three of my friends we went back on the weekend and I started kneeboarding again and then yeah. my friends like get off the kneeboard that's gay as so I was <laughs> like picked up a wakeboard and uh, got to the first corner crash and then by the end of the day I could ride around and then I tried my first obstacle and I hit it and uh, just before it I fell off and just slid across the whole thing on my belly and then uh I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. I want to try land that. And then, yeah, ever since then, I was just stoked to go back. Um, How old were you then? Um, would have been out thirteen. Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, so not too, not too young. Like you started quite late in the yeah. scheme of things. Yeah, I just, um, I fell in love with it straight away. Like I went back, and then they had a membership for the holidays. So for the school holidays, I bought the membership. Was there every single day from the moment the cable opened till it closed. It's open from nine in the morning till nine at night. Mum thought it was the best thing ever, just a daycare center for me. So she just dropped me off and <laughs> keeping then, you out of trouble too. <laughs> yeah, so I just get dropped off at nine in the morning. She picked me up at nine at night and just ride all day long. Yeah, wow, wow. And then how quick did you like? You started riding at thirteen. How quick? How did it progress? I'm guessing you sold your dirt bike pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, well, I just was wakeboarding every single day, and I just fell in love with it. Uh, every minute I could wakeboard, I would like. I was trying to leave school as soon as possible to get the bus there and just ride straight after that. And then basically after six months, um, one of the uh, one of the guy who owned the cable park, Kirk Langfield, he um, sponsored me and gave me my first board and he's like, oh, you should try go to the world. So um, we got some funding together some, yeah. through some barbecues and stuff and then... I went and rode my first ever world like after seven months of wakeboarding. <laughs> ended up getting fourth in under fourteen boys, and then wow. um, yeah, I was just like, I was just hooked. Uh, it was the first time overseas, and then did um, you have any tricks styled by its first seven months? Uh yeah, I could do like seven twenties and a bunch oh, okay. of the flips and stuff like that. So it was it was pretty good. So you can say you had a little bit of natural <laughs> talent, right? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. And then where'd it go from there? Yeah, I well, just kept wakeboarding, um, won a bunch of all the junior or under-17 stuff. I could win in for cable. And then, uh, yeah, we went the next following year, I went to the Worlds in Abu Dhabi. And I was, um, yeah, I competed in under-19, pro, uh, like in under-19 WWA yep. um, for features and for the um, traditional. Ended up winning the traditional and then getting fifth in the features. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. I was like, Mum. How old were you then when you won it? 15. <laughs> Under 19. That's cool. And then I was like, oh, Mum, I want to go travel and do all the contests. And uh, she's like, yeah, well, you can leave school and just go do it. Yeah. So um, I set off, went to Texas. It was my first overseas big trip by myself. And, uh, and you were how old? 15. Yeah, I was 15 and uh, flew 27 hours and got to the airport in t in Dallas and I didn't know how to get to the cable. No one was there to pick me up. I just <laughs> ended up hopping in the car with some random guy that was sitting next to me on the flight. He said, oh, I can give you a lift. I live right near that place. So <laughs> got a lift with some random guy and then ended up getting a taxi from his house to 
to the cable park where uh, the cable park was closed. So that was <laughs> amazing. So what did you do when you got there? <laughs> Ended up after just calling some people and... Uh, so were you actually going to stay at the cable park? Like stay the night or uh, were you, where were you staying? I was st- staying at a hotel re- really close by and... Um, and you were by yourself? By myself. <laughs> so, oh, wow, um, that's funny. Yeah. And then from there, I managed to get to my hotel. Were you nervous? Yeah. I was so scared. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Oh, it's definitely, it hasn't been... And it hasn't slowed down since, right? No, yeah, I flew to Germany that following year and ended up getting there, not knowing where to stay either and just slept in my board bag under the tree, so... (laughs) (laughs) Does mum know about that? (laughs) Yeah, she found out after two days of me not calling her, she's freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) The life of a pro wakeboarder. What, like, uh, so how many many places do you travel to when you were fifth? I mean, like... I remember when I was 15, man, I was, yeah, I would have been stoked to just to get out of Queensland. Um, no, actually, yeah, but travel across the world at 15, that's something that not many kids get to do, you know, that's an amazing opportunity. What, how many countries did you travel to at 15 or was that one trip to Texas and back? Uh, no, that was just the start of my trip. That year I was away for nine months. I did 27 countries and, um, yeah, it was just trying to go to as many contests as I was. So I get, uh, it was, a yeah. It's um, all good, bro. Yeah, you get nervous on these things. I do. Yeah. No, um, so just, what? Twenty seven countries on your first year. Yeah, I was just trying to go to as many contests as I could. Yeah. Um, just so I could get my name out there and uh, just get people to notice yeah, my wakeboarding. Yeah. Did you have any like? Did you have any board sponsors then, or was it just you had a couple of small sponsors? I just then? had a, a few local sponsors. Um, I rode for Liga Force Australia back then, and um, I think that's when we kind of spotted you, right? When yeah. We were at LKI. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The, the first time I. Uh, that's cool. Rode for LKI, and um, yeah, I just it kind of just started from there. I just started getting like thirds and seconds, and then at the end of the season, I won six back to back title like contest and then the two world titles for pros and all my idols that i've been watching the last two and a half years where i was riding i was standing in the middle of them like what am i doing here? Ner- like how did you deal with that pressure because that's massive like you're with the big guys at yeah. 15 16 how did you deal with that pressure um i didn't even really think about the pressure and just was stoked to be there i was yeah, just yeah. so happy to to ride around with all the people i'm looking up to like and now you're beating them and and like, then, yeah i was like what am i doing here like and that's uh, cool and then that's when all the other sponsors started kind of ringing you up and yeah as soon as, as soon as that that season finished it was just yeah it was contracts and everything and i was just like oh i made it that's good <laughs> and did you meet anyone that you travel with because i know you travel a lot with you know, you got a couple of really close friends that you travel with. Yeah. Um, did you meet anyone in the early days that helped you to kind of, that you were going with? Because, you know, you're 15, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> did you have a friend along the journey, like, as you got there that you kind of, like, your travel buddy that you kind of hooked up with? Yeah, definitely. I had Daniel Grant. Um, he was the youngest. We were both the youngest on the tour. Because he was, he's a year younger than you? Uh, two years. Two. Young. So yeah. he was like, what, 13? Yeah, 13. And he was just... So yeah, we just always get put together in the hotel rooms and all that because we're the youngest. So we just become best friends straight away, and uh, it was so nice to have someone kind of similar my age because everyone else was like twenty, twenty-one, yeah, yeah. nineteen. So it's a big age, age gap. gap. Yeah. yeah. So it was like you have to grow up real fast. Like grow up right now. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You've yeah. experienced it all from, and you've literally haven't really been home. You what? You're home maybe three months of the year, every year. Yeah, basically. I had a little bit longer home this season due to injury, but um, it was so nice to spend a little bit more time at home. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And I mean, uh, when you're away, is it hard to train? Because you, you train a lot when you're back here. Like you work out a lot. Um, yeah, I train 11 times a week at Fit Stop. I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, I've tried to train as much as I possibly can. And I'm stoked to train five times a week, <laughs> 11 times. You're a weapon. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely love it. Like um, I'll train in the morning and the feeling that I get when I go to wakeboard, I'm just like, oh, I've like achieved something today. And then yeah, yeah. I wakeboard for a couple of hours and then I go home, make some food. And then I'm like, oh, I want to go back to gym. This is awesome. So I just end up training and training and training until <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I can't even sit on the toilet or put my shirt on <laughs> oh that's cool and um do you find training like obviously the fitness side has helped you with competing this year because you just won a huge contest this year too like yeah just one plastic playground's the biggest cable event of the year and yeah, um, congrats too <laughs> thanks um yeah just definitely the training i haven't trained at gym as much as i trained this year and uh, in the pre-season or like before coming into the season i was training like probably three times more than I've ever trained before and it's definitely paid off. I can see a massive difference in my riding. I just feel lighter and stronger. And yeah, just everything. It's, uh, it's definitely <laughs> definitely a game changer for... Uh, That's cool. Yeah. And how many how many, like, how many uh, guys do you compete against in a contest for anyone that doesn't know? Like, um, I think at, at Plastic Playground we had um, 107 competitors um, for pro men's and so it goes over three days but um, if you're in the top eight you get seated so you only ride on the Saturday I did didn't do so good in Bali so I wasn't seated so I had to ride every single day so I started oh. like right at the bottom and worked your way to the top and worked my way at the top so the first day there was um, yeah, 107 riders and then they knock it down um, to like 60 riders and then um, no yeah it was 90 64 and then they get it to 40 and then yeah yeah wow yeah so it was pretty crazy that's cool yeah so um it's cool you had to to hustle hard that event (laughs) to take a win that's cool and um i mean you've traveled so many countries what is your favorite contest what's your what's the ultimate contest you love to go to every year oh plastic playgrounds for sure just everyone comes and it's such a big event and Um, what what, like how's the event hosted because i know that some of these events have music festivals yeah and you're, you're known as the party boy right Windsor. You, you like to have fun too uh like is there is there a festival at plastic playground what goes down at, at in a contest like that at plastic playground there's more it's more a little bit more serious like feast and all the other 2.0 events they're always set up with festivals in the background and yeah, stuff yeah. like that so they're awesome events too like I love going to the system events because um, they can just be put anywhere. So in middle of the city, they'll just whack up a 2.0 system and then uh, and yeah, hold a contest and there. hold a contest there. Like you have the most crowd. Like when we have how big do the crowds get? Oh, I think the finals were 65,000 people at Feast. Just watching wakeboarding, it was insane. Wow. Yeah, so um, it's probably one of the biggest crowds we ride in. All the, of all the years. Oh, I think that gets that to like a what an NRL grand final, you know, like you're getting like <laughs> 75, 80,000. So you're getting a massive crowd to a, uh, a wakeboard contest. Yeah, so we're just bringing wakeboarding to the people. So like it's really hard to get, like at Plastic Playground, we probably have ten to 15,000 people come watch Plastic Playground, but it's just a full-size cable park. So it's, Yeah, which is huge. That's a big crowd, 15,000. It's, it's pretty big, but uh, it's just, yeah. It's pretty cool because they have all freestyle motocross there and they have all the other stuff. So, yeah, obviously the party after and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good times. And um, I suppose from like a from a social media perspective, because you've got pretty big social following, you know, for for wakeboarding, does, you know, how how does – 
how do I say it? Do you focus a lot on your social media to build your profile globally around the world? Like how much effort do you put into your to your Instagram account and Facebook account to grow, to build it for obviously you've got sponsors, you know, yeah. all over the world and you've got fans. Do you put a lot of effort into that? Like from a, you know, everyone talks about the social influencers. Do you treat that similar, but being in an athlete's uh, position? Yeah, I do it in a way, but uh, also I probably should be a little bit better at it in as, as one aspect. But um, writing wise... I love. I do a window Wednesday, so every Wednesday I'm putting out brand new content yep. at a, at a different cable park around the world to um, showcase people. Like, to, which to, is cool. Which yeah. you're really focused on that. Yeah. And so it, every Wednesday I'm just trying to bring out something new and creative that everyone's gonna like um, at a different park to people get stoked on, I guess. And just always trying to create content around that window Wednesday. Yeah. Like I was in. Did you create that name? Yeah, I just created cool. it and. Um, Actually, it was just in the, I was with Daniel Grant and uh, in Thailand. He's like, you should do a window Wednesday. Like, we kind of were just talking about it because yeah. we saw like Method Monday and like all the kind of different like days. And I was like, oh, I want to do a window Wednesday. And because everyone calls you window, right? Yeah, everyone yeah. calls me window. So um, I was like, oh, let's, let's do a window Wednesday. I made my first one in Thailand. And then I just did every Wednesday after that for the whole year. I just made a video and people it just caught on and then it's can you've stayed super consistent with it as well which really helps yeah, people expect it yeah it's pretty funny i missed a couple of weeks ago i missed like two window wednesdays because of just injury and or just like didn't have an opportunity to ride and just super busy and it's so funny how many uh direct messages i got like i think my internet's broken or like <laughs> where's your window wednesday <laughs> where's the window wednesday like it was just so funny i was just like oh i'm so sorry guys it's coming like but um it was just so cool to see like people actually watch it and wanted to yeah really want it to it's amazing out. when you set that expectation and you keep building it and you build the community around it right yeah that's um, cool. Yeah, it's a good feeling. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, I mean, you've got, because you've got your own signature board with Slingshot, um, you know, your own Windsor board. How long have you been sponsored by those guys and how did you, how many boards have you had? Like, because you've had quite a lot of signature boards. Yeah, I think it's my seventh board. And, yeah, wow. Um, and do you do you have a lot of involvement when you, when the, when the team design the boards? Yeah, so um, we work with a bunch of different um designers for the graphic i've always just for the last couple of years i've just choose one of my good friends wesley mark jacobson yeah um he always kills it he's a uh, funny guy but he's just amazing at drawing and uh, anything any little idea i give him he just comes back and just blows my mind so um so you have a lot of you get a lot of say in the design of your board every year because your new board looks really cool yeah oh thank you yeah so um yeah we get to design from scratch so you, you come oh, up with sick. an idea and then you work with the artist and then uh yeah last year or this year for 2020 i did like a viking theme i just sent him i was really into the vikings the netflix show so yeah, i was yeah. like i want to do a viking it's awesome and um so i just gave him this little drawing and i just didn't expect it to get what he did and then i just he's like does this work and i was like oh my god that's amazing that definitely works yeah cool so, um, yeah it's pretty cool that's cool and um how far in advance do you guys develop your boards? Like I know from our, like within what we do with, you know, with LSKD, we're developing oh, 12 to 15, 14 months in advance of development. Um, sometimes longer. We're trying to get shorter and learn to how we can get more quicker to market to learn from, from our customers as well. But how far in advance are you designing for a 2020 board? Uh, well, 2021 has to be done by October. So we're just in the process of uh, getting yeah, wow. 2021. So board. you're under the design pressure from the team there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's the hardest part. Like having your name on the board is amazing, but then being like, 
okay, what what do I want to put on it? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's one of the hardest parts is coming up with oh. a cool graphic that's going to look cool in 2021. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we have the same problems. It's it's never <laughs> easy making sure you kind of yeah bringing out that fresh hype as well that 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 aligns with what you stand for too yeah for sure that's cool and uh do you do a lot of traveling for those guys because when you're traveling you do a lot of tours being for what you do as ride boards do you travel for slingshot and travel the world for those guys doing demos and tours as well yeah that definitely um they're one of my major sponsors and it's just without their support it'd be so hard to get to all the places i do and yeah um, yeah so i definitely do a lot of demos and uh a lot of the distributors um, just fly us to, to different parks and um, just to promote the product. And it's uh, it's so cool just to go to so many different places and see you, your name on the board and see people just stoked on your product and what what you push. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. And, um, I mean, what's next for Windsor? Where are you going? Like, where it's with the countries, like, what's the next six months going to look like for you? With some goals you have in mind, what's um, definitely do good in the t- I'm competing in the t- uh, King of Tricks, and then I'm gonna do the WWA World Wake Park Series or like the where are they holding that this year? Um, in Mexico, in Cancun. Oh, so, so that's why you're going to Mexico. Yeah. yeah cool. So um, yeah, I'll do the last stop of that, and um, yeah, just hopefully get in the top three, uh, main goals, and then just you know have fun, get a lot more content than I am, and uh, yeah, just pushing myself to come out of my comfort zone and yeah yeah that's cool and uh and you've been riding a dirt bike lately yeah i've been loving it i just bought my uh i haven't rode in like 10 years and um just bought a 252 stroke and absolutely loved it. and you it. raced a couple of weeks ago a day in the dirt yeah i raced a day in the dirt i was just putting around at the back of the field but uh i was yeah, loving you it you, you don't want your uh, wakeboard sponsors to find out <laughs> <laughs> you know i was just uh loving every moment of it uh so did you get arm pump Oh yeah, half half a lap. Not even. I didn't even do one lap, and I couldn't even hold on. I have to peel the fingers <laughs> off the off the throttle. I'd be the same. It's been a long time. <laughs> but um, no, I absolutely loved it. I've been riding uh like last three times in the last week. So uh, yeah, having so much That's fun. That's cool. And what else do you do apart from um, see wakeboard? Like, do you have anything else that you do to, to chase the vibe? I suppose. Yeah. Well, um, love going to the gym. Obviously, um, surfing, skating always take my skateboard in my board bag it's a must so yeah, yeah. any place we go there's always awesome skate parks so i absolutely love that um yeah and obviously motocross has been a i started riding when i was three and then uh, it's been a massive part and then when i stopped i missed it so much but had wakeboarding and then it's awesome to buy a bike again and start riding again yeah so. that's cool you're pretty much the all-rounder <laughs> but good at everything <laughs> you might not say that but, uh, and um i mean in terms of you know you're at the top of the game in professional wakeboarding you know what advice could you give to any up and coming you know whether it's a young kid coming up to be trying to you know make it as a wakeboarder or anyone what advice could you give to any up and coming grommy that you know potentially you're coaching and to give them on their journey to becoming you know the level you're playing at i think um if you want to be the best you just got to ride it's time on the water um you can do heaps of other training i guess but uh you just gotta absolutely love it every minute of it and just ride as much as you can as a grom i just didn't get off the water and i see so many grommies now at the park and all they do is just sit around on their phones and they ride for like 20 minutes and then 
they're just like, oh, yeah, sweet. How are you so good? <laughs> like, I used to ride for nine hours every day or, like, eight hours. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You weren't the best. You made yourself the best. Yeah, you, you just want to be hungry. You want it. Like, yeah, yeah. You want to be like, I want to, you watch videos on Instagram or watch the edits and as soon as you get to the cab, you're like, I want to try this trick and then just, I don't know, just be persistent and just, yeah, be hungry, I guess. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great feedback. And uh, you said that with a trick. What is, what's your favorite trick? Like, what's your og trick my favorite trick yeah um i guess the front to fakie off the kicker it's just cutting in as hard as possible and just going massive i just love the feeling of just sending it and yeah, that's uh, cool it's not a very hard trick but the feeling i get when just going like cable high just and boosting and just boosting yeah i love that feeling of that's cool yeah. and any tricks you're working on um yeah i'm trying to do uh, a double grab um toe back nine um i've been i've landed one with just a single grab but i've been trying to do double grab and uh yeah and obviously uh crail double mexican it's uh i have no idea what that is bro <laughs> it's just like a, a double uh double, sounds like food <laughs> double it's like uh you're cutting on your heel side and you do a double front flip but you're grabbing across your yeah, body okay so, yeah <laughs> you're like a gymnast <laughs> yeah, i'm not gonna say i know what all the tricks are i'm not gonna say i know everything no way uh, yeah it's, and so what's the trick that you dislike the most that you kind of have to do in a contest do you, is there a trick that you don't like that you do that is good is there like um i don't like or it's really hard and it kind of makes it harder in the contest because you make everything look silky smooth <laughs> but there is tricks that are hard right yeah well i just think um back nine is like a heelside backside 900 everyone does them in a contest they're the most overrated trick it's like doing a whirly bird now or like yeah, yeah. back in the day every boat rider would do a whirly bird like it's a backflip kind of ole thing yeah and they just got over overused so that people just stopped doing it. and now in a contest every single person in the finals will do a back nine <laughs> like so it's just or a back seven it's just like the go-to trick and yeah I think yeah as much as much as I like or like used to like doing that trick, I absolutely hate it because you see every single person do one. So you're like, oh, please just do anything different, like, <laughs> something different, and it's amazing. Yeah, cool. And I, sp- I suppose you brought up a good uh, point I wanted to ask. And it's, you know, because I suppose there's all these different sports. And I suppose coming from a motocross racing background, which you did, like it was up to you. If, if you do well, it's all you, right? And the yeah. only thing that could go wrong is something could break down on your bike or you're mentally not tough enough to get through or something happened, you had a crash. But with wakeboarding or, you know, or judge sports, right? Like, yeah. is it tough being in a judge sport? I mean, it's, there's so many open cans that could be opened up in, in talking about that. But is it tough being a judge sport? You yeah. know, like there's judges and you've got to impress the judges, which is in a lot of sports all around the world. Is it tough? Yeah, that's probably the hardest thing that I found with wakeboarding to motocross. Motocross is the first across the line. Like, yeah. you got to, like, it's, you can't. In any sport that it's you and yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. With, with no judges. Yeah, so, um, but just like, judge, when, when you come to judges, like, some weekends I'll be riding amazing and I won't even get through. And then other weekends I think I'm riding terrible and then I'll just win about so many points. And then I'll just be seeing other people riding like, how did I just get through? Like in my head, I don't yeah, tell yeah. <laughs> not telling people out loud. You just did. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just imagine, yeah, it's like, I've, yeah, I had a few examples where I've flown halfway across the, round, or the other side of the world and I get there and I just stuff up. I rode horrible and I, I end up like going back to my room, like calling mum, like mum, like I stuffed up. Like, yeah. 
just being so angry and then you just look at the results and I won like the heat and you're like what what well thanks for that but that's crazy like yeah and then other times you can be riding absolutely amazing and you're like oh I won that easy and you'll just get fourth in your heat and you're like how how does that even work like yeah so it's yeah you can win some and you can lose some and i think that happens across every judge sport right it's not just across you know one sport it's everything it's judged you you hear about it all the time and it's tough like it would be the toughest thing i mean you know especially if you're just training your butt off for weeks in in advance like before the contest and you're just practicing 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 and then you go into it and then you just get a shitty judge or like someone that's yeah just bad decision that you think and then you're just devastated like it's so hard to then go and right. you can't question it either because you, you just got to roll with what's happened right <laughs> yeah you just got to suck it up and then it's pretty hard if you're riding another contest the next weekend because you have all your motivation is just like in the drain because you're like i just trained so hard and then yeah yeah and then you've just so thrown it's mentally me- draining right? yeah so you've just thrown like they've thrown you in the bin pretty much and then you're like have to pick yourself up dust yourself off and then just be like all right I got to go kill it the next weekend. You got to be like, all right, I'm going to do better and better. And then, yeah, so it's kind of. Well, kinda I think that's the thing about sports or anything. Uh, it goes back to even trying to, I suppose, in business or being a professional athlete, you have those bad days and they happen all the time. You got to pick yourself back up yeah. and try and get back. And then, I suppose, coming from a judged side, judge sport, it's trying to pick yourself up when that happens. It's It would be tough. Yeah, for sure. That's cool, though. Thanks for sharing that, bro. <laughs> That's all good. Is uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to share, Windsor? Anything else you want to throw down? Um, you've done well. well you were nervous <laughs> to come on. Like, yeah, you've done a... awesome. You've yeah. done awesome. Well, thanks. This is the first so, time. how many years have you been wakeboarding now? Is it uh, almost ten? Almost ten years. And so it's really young in the sport. Yeah, so um, yeah, so many people think I'm way older than I am just because I've been around for so long. Yeah. So um, but uh, yeah, still. Well, most kids start. I think when we're chatting back to nato you know like a lot of kids start a sport when they're you know five and six years old but most of the time you see this pattern they don't come into their own when they're till they're 12 13 14 yeah and they kind of but the ones that start really young and do really well young find it tough because they find partying and they find you know when they turn 18 they're kind of almost over it yeah because they've done so well so young but when they come through do you find that do you find that happens in wakeboarding as well yeah for sure there's a lot of people that just lose interest like the guys who I started riding with, I don't think there's one person who I started riding with that still rides really? today. Yeah, like at my home park. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. You, you either really, really want it or you just end up going down other paths. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing if you, you, know, you know, you're going to get in the trade or you're doing something else, but you find the ones that, you know, want it or or they could be getting pressured by their parents from a really young age, which yeah. sucks. Just lose. And they lose interest in it because there's that pressure, which you've, I've seen time and time again. Yeah, I see it with a lot of the younger riders coming up too um, with the cable wakeboarding that a lot of dads are just... Soccer mums. Soccer, soccer mums, yeah, soccer dads. <laughs> Is that, if that's what you call it, just make <laughs> yeah. it up on the spot. And um, yeah, I kind of was so lucky with that that... My parents were just so supportive and never, they, they just dropped me off. They watched me online <laughs> or just come out in the afternoon and watch me do laps, but never pushing. I think a lot of the kids these days, because um, the sports change so much, a lot of the older crew just used to not train or do anything. They just party and then wake up in the morning and be like, sweet, we're going to go ride. Like, Is that what wakeboarding's known for too? A that little was, bit? That was just back in the day. Like every, every rider would just party the night before and then go ride. And yeah. Then now there's, we all train, we all go to the gym, we all go to bed early the night before and then getting up and 
riding fresh it's just changed so much and even since when i started wakeboarding um because i remember it used to be a lot back then too yeah it's just like the first year i went on tour just there's lots of people just partying all the time before yeah. events and then you go to an event now there's not one person that will party the night before like that's awesome there's uh yeah it's just changed so much so it's uh cool to see that just yeah everyone's more focused and yeah that's more definitely treating out yeah treating athletes are really putting that effort in <laughs> yeah and definitely. do you find that they, they i mean and that's what you said like it's changed so much other parents putting pressure on the kids to act like that as well and really yeah yeah you see the kids already they're all training like every day just waking up and just doing the same routine and just yeah just trying to just do they don't even ride for fun sometimes just go out and do their comp run comp run comp run comp run too much pressure on themselves yeah, right think, you gotta have more fun <laughs> yeah definitely when you're at that age like one thing i could say to any young riders just go out and ride for fun like just you'd be out there because you absolutely love it not because someone's telling you to go do tricks like yeah i think that's the it's, way to keep keep being in love with this sport it's great advice thanks bro <laughs> well windsor Bro, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Have an epic six months ahead. I'll uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for it. We'll uh, we'll be sitting in the office watching you uh, yeah travel the world. It's uh, yeah. Good luck, brother, and thanks for it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's all right, man.